Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a masterclass and a chef. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. Masterclasses seem to be the new thing for people. Could be a cooking class, could be a gardening class. Doesn't really matter, but it's a really interesting idea, especially to me. So the the idea is obviously you have you have this very long form educational experience. Very much like podcasts have become. People used to think that you needed, you know, like a ten minute or twenty minute little clip. I mean a lot of cooking shows on TV, when you take out the commercials, they're only like twenty minutes or something like that. And you learn how to make one thing. And the master classes aren't like that. There, there's one, uh, Franklin Barbecue. It's something like five hours. And this guy goes into nuances that most people would never even consider, like, like heat pattern or flame pattern with how you, how you set up different wood and how it delivers heat in different ways. I mean, just really amazing, amazing things. There, there's a reason why people are so drawn to these masterclasses. They're just so chock full of amazing information and, and incredible, incredible insights in, in a specific thing that, that it's obvious. It's obvious to see why people like them, why they're popular. And I've had two friends now reach out to me and offer me a subscription to these masterclasses. And it's extremely tempting because I, I love learning. I'm incredibly curious. I want to know. I want to know how things work. It, it could be plumbing. It could be electrical. It could be cooking. It could be education. I'm always trying to learn how to learn. Just watching somebody teach is actually something that that really helps me helps me personally learn. And. And because of that, I think people realize, like, wow, Matt would really, Matt would really enjoy, really enjoy this masterclass. But I never take him up on it. I never take him up on it. And overwhelmingly, people offer these. And again, several people have. They're like, why not? This is right up your alley. Like, you're an educator. You're super curious. You have a wide variety of interests. These masterclasses should be, should be your thing. And and look, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I I educate myself all the time, and and that could be looking up YouTube videos on things and watching lengthy and elaborate instructionals. By the way, if anybody ever ever goes to Costco and sees a jackfruit, do not buy it. One thing I did do is I got a jackfruit yesterday from Costco. It's this massive, you know, like foot and a half long, insane looking fruit that looks super cool. And I'm always about interesting fruit and interesting experiences. And so I buy one and I take it home. I'm going to cut it open for my kid. And I look at like a two second video on how to cut open a jackfruit. And I'm in the middle of Costco and it's an eight minute video. I don't really have all the time. I'm like, whatever, just this lady cutting it open. It was an hour horrific ordeal. Don't buy a jackfruit. I should have watched the entire eight minute video. 
you have to get a knife that you're ready to throw away first off because there's sap in this thing and i'm talking sap like coming off a pine tree it stuck to me we had to pour uh, rubbing alcohol over my hands i had to wash my hands for at least 10 minutes the whole sink we had to throw away the majority of the fruit like the vast majority probably 90 percent of it, it it's it would have taken hours to open up don't buy jackfruit so my point is i do reach out for educational things on youtube and and whatnot all the time but but the master classes, to me, pose an incredible problem. And here's why. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. I'm a big fan. And a lot of times I'll listen to Joe Rogan when like Jocko's on there or or Brett Weinstein or other neuroscientists or uh, astronomers, anything. I mean, the, 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 the science based things that he does are so fantastic to me. I love them. I eat that stuff up. But occasionally comedians and other guests that aren't really in my wheelhouse, it's not just that they're funny. They'll say things that, that catch me off guard. I was listening to an episode recently with a restaurateur and this woman was talking about how how she was dealing with the massive problem that every restaurant owner is dealing with nobody's going out to eat what do you do and she's talking about in the podcast she was talking about what she did right away and she said look I have five construction projects in the works right now and we instantly renegotiated and and all of these, all these things to kind of keep things going. Now, again, she has, I think, four or five active restaurants, and this year was going to be here. 2020 was it. So she had another four or five projects in the works. And, and the idea came up of like, wait, well, how did you renegotiate? And what she said is, when all of this went down, when everything closed down instantly, and she realized it was going, going up, she... She handed over the keys. And I was like, wait, what? What'd you do? And she said, I, I had rent coming up. The landlords would not negotiate. They said, nope, you owe us this rent. It's the first of the month. And she said, that's fine. Here are the keys to the property. I'm out. Which is, which is counter to everything you'd ever imagined. You're like, wait, what do you mean? You have this massive construction project. You have millions of dollars on the line. You just hand them the keys? And she said, yes, because I w it was triage. I was trying to save what I could save, and that meant cutting the things I couldn't afford, and the landlords weren't working with me. And what happened was the landlords came back and realized well, we're not going to get anyone else in this space. And she said, well, that's not my problem. Here are the keys. You said pay rent or else, and I'm taking or else. So here you go. And all of a sudden they came back to the table and said, okay, okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's work this out. We love you as a tenant. We want to have you here long term. We understand you're in a bind. Let's, let's work this out. So all of a sudden the landlords came to the table. And in the conversation, she says, look, the best bargaining chip you can ever have in a negotiation is having the ability to walk away. 
if you can walk away, you always have the strongest position. And that's what she did. She just said, well, fine, I'm walking away. And all of a sudden, whoa, 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 whoa. What do we have to do to get you to not walk away? What do we have to do here? Now, the reason this sticks out to me, the reason this is really important to me, is because listening to a podcast about a restaurant owner, which I'm not particularly that interested in. I don't want to own a restaurant, and it's not a business I've ever considered, and whatever. Hearing that was so incredibly impactful in my own my own understanding of how people communicate and how people line up and what you need to really consider when you're trying to negotiate things. And it's something that I would have never thought I was going to experience in this conversation that I was listening to. And because of that, I choose not to watch the master classes because I don't want to be intellectually arrogant and say the best thing, the best way I could spend my time is this way, always. Yes, sometimes I, I seek out very specific information and sometimes I'm, I'm, maybe I'm in the mood for a very specific type of conversation or educational experience. But the, the majority of the time, I try to be open to learning things I would have never anticipated learning. I try to be incredibly willing to put myself in a position that I don't know where it's going to go. Like this conversation with this restaurateur, I had no idea what she was going to talk about. I had no idea that I was going to learn something that was massively impactful in my understanding of, of relationships on all levels. And because of that, I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I don't want to be intellectually arrogant. I don't want to say, I can learn here, I can't learn here. And so I expose myself to random stuff. I, I'm open to random things. And I'm listening this whole time. I, at the point in the conversation when that, that comment came up, they weren't talking about anything incredible. They were talking about a, a type of pasta with a lot of pepper in it. I don't even know what the pasta is. There's a restaurant in LA. I'll never go there. I'll just slim anyway. But then that nugget came, that gem. And I so appreciated the time and investment I had made into that conversation because it was all worth it just for that little piece. So the next time you think you're going into a situation that won't challenge you or won't benefit you or there's nothing you can get out of it you need to take a step back you need to take a step back and realize that you're being intellectually arrogant you're assuming you know what's about to happen you're assuming that only you know where you can learn and how you can learn and if you do that, you're just going to you're going to make your life a lot less interesting and potentially rob yourself of learning something really really important.
I'm Matt Tom, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.